Hey everyone, welcome back to the Liberty Update with Jake and Bree. In this week's episode, we will fill you in on why Montana is leaving the American Library Association. We'll update you on Ohio legislators introducing the Convention of States resolution. We'll go over the possibility of Fauci being forced to pay back his 2022 salary. And we will conclude with some polling data from Gallup and the Trafalgar Group showing that Americans just aren't trusting the government anymore. All that coming up today. Thank you so much for tuning in. What do you think? Should a Marxist be in charge of Americans' libraries? Well, according to Montana, the answer is a resounding no. Montana's State Library Commission voted on Tuesday to leave the American Library Association in backlash against the organization's incoming president's radical Marxist views. President-elect Emily Dubrinsky, who takes office later this month, came under heavy fire for a tweet in which she described herself as a, quote, Marxist lesbian. In an interview, Drabinsky criticized right-wing media for seizing on the tweet, saying, quote, It's very much who I am and shapes a lot of how I think about social change and making a difference in the world. But of course, I tweeted it into the middle of an extremely fractured society, one where we have the rise of an extremist right that has come for everything that I care about. Apparently, everything she cares about is summed up in Marxism. But this so-called extremist right has sounded the alarm about many of the incoming president's LGBTQ ideologies. In addition to being a self-described Marxist, Drabinsky has also openly promoted putting inappropriate sexually explicit material into K-12 libraries. Moreover, she accused concerned parents, that is, parents who don't think their kids should read these books, of supporting right-wing censors and believing in conspiracy theories. In light of her controversial agenda, many parents objected to her leading the American Library Association, a national organization that helps set library catalogs. Ultimately, the board voted 5-1-1 in favor of withdrawing from ALA, proving that the states do have leverage against radical federal agendas. Unfortunately, more than 50,000 librarians, publishers, etc. nationwide are part of this association, meaning many other libraries will likely be impacted by Emily Drabinsky's radical Marxist ideologies. It's time for parents to step up and reaffirm that they have the final say in their children's education, not the state, and certainly not a Marxist lesbian. Ohio Convention of States activists are making moves in the State House. Just this week, the Convention of States application was officially introduced in the Ohio House of Representatives with 21 co sponsors. That's an impressive increase of six House supporters over their previous resolution attempt. The application is now active in the 2023-2024 session, and a committee assignment is pending, which means discussion, debate, and votes are to come. When announcing the accomplishment, the Ohio team said, It is time again to become a force in Ohio, propagating the miracle of what a convention of states can accomplish. Grassroots activists in Ohio have worked tirelessly across the Buckeye State to inform and recruit new supporters, while also forming relationships with legislators 
just like earlier this spring when the team gathered at the State House for their Surge Day event. With 19 states already on board, Ohio could become the 20th state to call for an Article 5 convention. As every day goes by, we the people are given even more reasons to not trust our politicians and to instead trust our fellow Americans, as we'll highlight in new polling data in just a few minutes. Stay tuned for more action in the Ohio State House, and if you haven't already signed the Convention of States petition, head over to our website and do so so that we can inform your state leaders of the growing support for the Article 5 solution. We all know that our federal government is extremely efficient and effective at what it does, right? Well, most Americans actually feel that Washington is shockingly incompetent. Here's an example of that. Dr. Anthony Fauci's term as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases officially ended on December 12th, 2021. But according to a new report, the doctor who didn't retire until December 31st, 2022, may have overstayed his welcome. The House Energy and Commerce Committee revealed on Monday that Fauci, along with more than a dozen other NIH officials, may not have been formally reappointed after 2021, meaning the doctor's exorbitant 2022 salary of $434,312 would have been improperly received. Additionally, the committee called into question the official's use of $26 billion in federal grants. Again, if he had not been reappointed for that last year, he would not have had the authority to do that. In a letter addressed to President Biden's Secretary of Health and Human Services, the House Committee accused him of violating Section 2033 of the 21st Century Cures Act, which requires that NIH directors be reappointed after five-year terms. If the Biden administration failed to do this, the letter argued that Fauci's federal salary would have been unlawful as he would not have technically been a federal employee during his last year as NIH director. The letter also points out that Fauci would not have had the authority to approve any federal grants that year. Based on the information provided to date, the committee believes that you failed to reappoint the NIH directors after their terms expired, the report described. Only after multiple investigative letters and extensive discussion with the committee did you apparently attempt to reappoint these NIHIC directors in a series of signed appointments affidavits signed on June 18th and 15, 2023, some 18 months after their terms expired. And while, as noted above, a majority of the doctors were eventually reinstated, Dr. Fauci, who had retired by then, was never officially authorized for his final year in power. Given his central role in the COVID-19 response, the committee is particularly concerned about the failure to reappoint Dr. Fauci, the letter continued. Without reappointment, Dr. Fauci continued to serve as director until his retirement on December 31st, 2022. If Dr. Fauci was never reappointed, every action he took is potentially invalid. Some have suggested this means that Fauci will have to pay back his last year of salary, but whether or not he is forced to do that, the debacle still proves the gross irresponsibility of our federal government, which squanders hundreds of billions of dollars every year. Thankfully, our founders gave us the solution, not only to crack down on reckless federal spending, 
but also to ensure that unaccountable bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci never accumulate too much power. For Dr. Anthony Fauci, an Article 5 convention is a nightmare waiting to happen. For the American people, it's a dream come true. To join us in the fight to save liberty from federal tyranny and rein in our out-of-control federal leviathan, go to conventionofstates.com today and sign the petition. Confidence in the U.S. government is free-falling, and that's according to a new report from Gallup polling. As Americans celebrated Independence Day, they clearly did so with shrinking confidence in today's government. Just 31% of Americans are confident in our own government system compared to 46% in 2020 at the start of the COVID-19 emergency. The majority of Americans haven't trusted their government since 2009, when a mere 50% maintained trust in the nation's leadership. When Gallup first started this poll in 2006, confidence stood at a high 56%, which has never been reached since. Gallup reported that confidence in the government continues to free fall. They said that the U.S. has seen a sharp decline in the public's confidence in the national government over the past couple of years. In addition to the Gallup data, Convention of States polling in partnership with the Trafalgar Group recently found that 72.5% of voters believe America is in a state of cultural and economic decline. 50% of Democrats say so, and 90% of Republicans say so. On top of that, 80% of voters believe everyday Americans are best equipped to reverse the state of our cultural and economic decline in America, not politicians. And this sentiment is true among all political affiliations, which just furthers the case for Convention of States, a movement of the people and of the grassroots, not the elite. Meanwhile, support for Convention of States continues to rise. Nearly two-thirds of Americans are now in favor of holding an Article 5 convention to address the mounting issues in our excessively powerful federal government. So through all the negativity and all the hearings, debates, and legislation coming out of Washington, we must remember that there is a solution and that we the people have the power to restore confidence in our government. So if you've never attended a Convention of States meeting in your community, we encourage you to give it a shot and gather and form relationships with other like-minded patriots in your region. That's all the news for today. Thank you guys for joining us. It's been another amazing week in the fight for liberty. Remember to go to conventionofstates.com, follow our blog and our social media accounts, to stay up to date on what's happening in the world and also what we're doing to push the Article 5 solution across that final finish line. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Subscribe to this podcast and we'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Liberty Update. Hope you guys have a blessed weekend. God bless.